You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. This is your weekly fix of everything Minnesota Twins, with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, a happy 2019 and welcome to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Killebrew Root Beer is made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. We hope everybody had a nice holiday break. And, of course, news coming over the break. Uh, it leaked prior to and then became official today that the Twins have added a big bat to the middle of their lineup as well-respected veteran Nelson Cruz has joined the club. And that certainly uh, is going to be a, a real nice treat, not only for Twins fans, but also, also for Twins pitchers like Tyler Duffy. Remember this moment. And the 2-2 pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Grossman back at the wall. He's done it again. Nelson Cruz to deck number two, and we're tied one-to-one on the 40th home run this season for Nelson Cruz. That was Nelson Cruz going about 500 feet, one of the longest home runs in a career that has seen many big home runs, and we now are joined by Nelson Cruz from the beach in the Dominican Republic. And Nelson, welcome first and foremost to the uh, Twins territory. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited for uh... Be part of things, you know. I'm looking for spring training and a great season. Uh, hopefully, we bring uh, really exciting uh, moments for the for the fans and uh, bring the playoff back to the Twin City. Well, I'll tell you what, we've been on the other side of a lot of exciting moments for you. You've had great career numbers against the Twins, no matter what uniform that you were wearing, whether it was Baltimore, Texas, whether it was with the uh, Seattle Mariners. I want to start with your routine because you have a routine prior to games and during the offseason that is legendary around Major League Baseball. It involves a lot of weight training, diet. Uh, it involves power naps to go with your power bat. Talk a little bit about the development of your routine through your career. Well, uh, I think you learn, you know, um, more games you play, more bats you take, you get engaged. Um, you learn what helps you, what doesn't help you. You pick and choose. And, uh, yeah, I, I learned through the years that to be able to take consistency, you had to lift weight, you know, a lot of stretching, bands, and all that. And also to be able to rest and be sharp most of the day, uh, take naps, you know. It's already clinical proof that when you take naps, you'll be more alert, you'll be more... Uh, I guess your vision gets better, and definitely that will transfer to a better performance, you know. So my philosophy is always to prepare well and after every game, and at the end of the year, you should be fine, you know. Yeah, you certainly have been more than fine all-star the last couple of seasons with the, the big power numbers, and it's an age, Nelson, where a lot of guys hit the ball in the seats, and they also strike out at an alarming rate. You continue to hit the ball in the seats, but your strikeouts have actually gone down over the past several years. Yeah, like I said, I think you learn it from uh, from the years, you know. Uh, also, you figure it out that the more you put the ball in play, you'll be more likely to have better better uh, average, I guess, um, and that will transfer to 
uh, a better performance in the field. My only concern when I'm hitting is try to hit the ball hard. You know, I, I don't think in what is going. Um, once you hit it, you know, uh, whatever happened after that, you have no control. But the job is maybe you hit it, you hit it hard. Now, you grew up in the Dominican Republic, and you played a lot of basketball. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But obviously, baseball is the game in the Dominican Republic. And I know your, your dad played uh, as well. Who were some of your role models as a young man uh, prior to signing your first professional contract in terms of developing a love of baseball? Um, I always follow Ken Greasy um, and Vladimir Guerrero. That was the two guys that I always follow and um, the guys that I admire, you know. Um, definitely two great players, Hall of Fame, both of them. So um, if you want to follow someone, I mean, that, yep. that should be two, two good cases, you know. Pretty good choices. Um, I had a chance to play against against King Griffey, and I had a chance to play against Vladdy and with Vladdy in, in, in Texas. So not only not only two great baseball players, but two, two great human beings So also. Now think and, about this. You played with uh, and against Vlad, and you'll probably get a chance to play against his son. Um, Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> That's good longevity when you can play against both the uh, the dad and the and the kid in the same career. Yes. Hey, yes. I know I know you've also played with Jonathan Scope, and we had Jonathan on our last hot stove show, and he, like you, was at the beach making us feel jealous. He was uh, back home, uh, and he could not say enough good things about your influence on him when he came up to Baltimore as a young player. I know he was pretty excited that you were going to join him here in Minnesota. How much conversation between the two of you leading up to this signing? Yes, we talk a lot. Um, I told him that I had to give him a percent of my contract because <laughs> he could call me every day. You signed? You signed? <laughs> so um, he was willing to do whatever it takes to, to have him in the team. And thanks God we team meet again. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, I know how much he grew up since I left um, Baltimore in 2014. So, um He's always willing to to learn. You know, he always called me even um, the last few years when he when I was with the Seattle and he was in Baltimore. Uh, talk about hitting, help me out. What should I do with this? What should I do with this pitching? Um, so we're really good friends. We're very close. I even went to his house in in Curacao. So uh, we have a lot of memories. So where where are the beaches better, Dominican Republic or Curacao? Well, I never went the beaches in Curacao. I know I can speak about Dominican. They did best. <laughs> very nice very nice especially since you're currently on one of them uh you had many choices yeah. you you could have gone a lot of different places uh to continue your career you chose minnesota i know that there are a lot of factors involved chief among them you want a chance to win games and you want a chance to get at bats what other factors went into your decision nelson well um it's funny because we, even before i was a free agent last year we went to to play you guys uh off i guess now um, I was talking to Lavin there, and I was like, I mean, this should be a good fit for me, you know? Uh, they have a young guy. They just needed a, a breakout year. And most of them, like Rosario, I know they haven't done that. Once you do the one, like they did, you know, it's like, okay, I, I know I can do it. Now it's time to put everything together and let's go and play, you know? Um, so they have all the talent that, they have all the talent that we need to, to be successful um, and, and win games. So I think to add my, my bat and the crown also, Justin's Cup definitely make a really dangerous lineup, you know, and, and, and that should be a great start. 
if you want to talk about the Twins. You mentioned Thad Levine, and he's going to join us here to uh, to chat a little bit about this process later in our program. You guys go way back to Texas. It has to be nice to have an established relationship with a front office guy like that at this point in your career, a guy who you've been through a lot with already, who you know knows you as a person as well as as a player. I would think that gives you and your agent some peace of mind in this process. No doubt, no doubt. Like you mentioned, I know him for a while already now, uh, since 2006. Um, and since then, we have a really good, really good relationship. And uh, even now, man, I'm a grown man now. He's definitely a veteran now as a GM and guy uh, love baseball. So we have a really good relationship even before I signed here. So it's even stronger now. Um, because I'm part of the family. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. More from Nelson Cruz in a bit. We will hear from Thad Levine. But first, What's Brewing? Our What's Brewing competition, of course, happens weekly. We award a What's Brewing prize package from Killebrew Root Beer. For the best answer, we get over the course of the week, or in this case, two weeks, to our question. Our question last time out was, in the wake of the Twins retiring number 7 for Joe Maurer, who was the greatest twin to wear one of their retired numbers but not be the guy they retired it for. And our winner, one of our favorites, longtime listeners, Steve Utley of Minneapolis. Steve Utley came in with Earl Batty. He said that Earl just noses out one of his favorites, Lyman Bostock. He gives Earl the edge, and we give Steve Utley of Minneapolis our What's Brewing prize package brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Now, next week, here's our question, and you've got, again, uh, six days to get your homework done on this one, and that allows you to play if you're podcasting us wherever you pick up Twins Podcasts, if you're listening currently across our network or Facebook living with us. Here is our question. The Twins have a core of young players, talented young players, Max Kepler, Byron Buxton, Eddie Rosario, Jorge Polanco, Jose Barrios. None of these guys have yet hit arbitration, but they're getting close. So if you could play GM or CBO for a moment and extend one of them to a long-term deal, who would you pick and why? Now, long-term deal, obviously players going to make some money, get some stability. Team's probably going to catch a little bit of a break if the guy becomes a superstar. So which young Twins player, if you were the GM or the CBO, would you extend with a long-term contract? Let us know. At Twins Radio is the Twitter handle. Hashtag Twins Radio if you want us uh, to, uh, to find it. And you can go ahead and use Twitter to submit your reasoning as to who you would sign and why in our What's Brewing competition. And perhaps we'll be awarding you, not a long-term contract, but we'll be awarding you a Killebrew Root Beer prize package next week. Right now, stick around here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll take a break. Thad Levine is on deck. Then more, including three cuts with Nelson Cruz right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Hi, this is Chris Atterbury. You're listening to Twins Baseball on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show and welcome to 2019 Twins General Manager Thad Levine. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Happy New Year to everyone. Did you make it to midnight? I, I made it to like 11.42. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's within sh- shouting distance. Now with your kids, do, you, do they try to stay up? Oh, they were desperately trying to stay up. We tried to convince them that somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean at, at 9.30, it was midnight. So uh, I think they made it up to about 11. Actually, it was an all-time record for our son. That's not bad. Jessica made midnight, banging the pots and pans. This was the first one, so I think it's over for us. I don't think we have uh, anywhere else to go. Let, let's talk about some work you got done before the holiday break, and that's obviously the signing that uh, was announced earlier today, Nelson Cruz. And start with the fact that you and Nelson Cruz have an extensive history. Um, he is a guy who is unilaterally 
I think, beloved by his teammates. And that's something you can sense when you walk into a clubhouse that he is a part of. You had a window into that firsthand. How much of uh, the pursuit of Nelson Cruz, the eventual signing of Nelson Cruz, dated back to your familiarity? I, I can't say enough positive things about the human being and the player. When I was in Texas, we had an opportunity to acquire him from the Milwaukee Brewers. He was a unique story, a guy who was actually a basketball player first in the Dominican Republic, then was ultimately signed to play baseball and kind of matriculated through the Mets, the Oakland Athletics, and then ultimately Milwaukee before getting a real shot in the major leagues with the Texas Rangers. So I think he brings a lot to the table. He, he, he's been under the, the, the guise and tutelage of guys like Michael Young and Adrian Beltre and David Murphy and teammates of Ian Kinsler, some real quality professionals. And I think he learned a lot from those guys. Two things he learned. I think he learned how to be very focused on his craft and also to have fun doing it. So I look at our baseball team and say, how can this guy impact our team? It's clear what he does on the field. He has prodigious power. This guy can hit the ball out of any ballpark, anywhere of any ballpark. And somehow he's defied aging gloriously, and we're hopeful he does that for, for a couple more seasons here. Uh, but this guy is as pure a power hitter as there is in the game. But he also has fun doing it. I, I think he's, he's got a tremendous work ethic. He's got a very strong routine. That's why he's been able to play into his late 30s. But he's learned how to have fun playing the game. And I look at our, our younger players, and I think that's a, a perfect lesson for them to learn. They need to learn how to have fun on the field, have the freedom to, to, to let their hair down, but also understand there's a job to be done between the lines. I think Cruz brings both those things to the to the ballpark. Every you mentioned day. him, prodigious power hitter, and, and certainly we've seen the numbers. And yet, when you look at some of the other numbers, he's not a feast or famine guy. In fact, his strikeouts have gone down in the last couple of years, while the rest of the league is striking out at a, at an amazing rate. Uh, which I think speaks to how he achieves his power. He's not just a grip it, rip it, uppercut type of guy. No, and you know, I think Tom Verducci did an article on his his bat path in which he said it's one of the most efficient ones in the game and I think we would agree it's it's he's been very simple he's simplified his his approach he's got massive strength so he knows he doesn't have to swing for the fences to hit the ball over the over the fence and I think he's really mastered that part of his game it, he's he's going to be a, a guy that the fans love he wears a smile on his face every single time he goes out there he enjoys playing the game I think he he really walks that line. He's he's always very respectful to the opposition, but they sure know that he's enjoying himself out there while he's beating them. So much is made of, okay, you've got him, and he can serve as an example for a guy like, obviously, Miguel Sano. All the things you just said about uh, ferocious power, doesn't have to hit the ball hard to hit it out in any part, both from the Dominican Republic, and yet you don't want to force two guys together and put them in a three-legged race and say, hey, learn. That has to come naturally. Is that something that you can foresee coming naturally based on your knowledge of both these men? I'll take the connection even one step further. Uh, Miguel Snow had some trials and tribulations last year, highlighted by the fact that he was optioned to Fort Myers at one point in the season and worked his way back up to the big leagues. Nelson Cruz, I think at age 26, was outrighted off the roster, had to work his way back to becoming an all-star player. So that's another place where I think these guys could have a really nice bond of having faced some real significant adversity early in their careers only to bounce back and then have a very illustrious career. So I think he he does know Miguel Sano. 
We're not going to ask him to do anything outside of his comfort zone, but I'm expecting Nelson Cruz is going to have a huge impact on all of our young players, potentially highlighted by a guy like Miguel Sano. One thing that we observed this offseason is we're not sure that Miguel Sano and some of our other young Latin players has had a real Latin role model on the position player side of, of the ball since coming up to the big leagues. They certainly have had guys like Irvin Santana and Fernando Rodney and some guys on the pitching side. I'm not sure they've had the equivalent on the on the position player side, let alone somebody from the Dominican Republic. I think that will have a real meaningful and lasting impact on some of our young players, highlighted by some of our Latin American players. Yeah, and Jonathan Scope, a guy who, who came up kind of under the wing of a Nelson Cruz in a way in Baltimore in the year they shared as well. You obviously know Nelson well, the personal side of it. You've got a great uh, infrastructure of analysts upstairs who help churn out numbers and try to figure out where good fits are. Was this a marriage of those two things? Uh, did they come to you and say, hey, the numbers say this guy's a good target, uh, and you said good? <laughs> or or was it a kind of a meeting in the middle? Well, I think we walked into the offseason with three prominent players graduating from our team, Brian Dozier, Joe Mauer, and Logan Morrison. So I think not only did we look at those three positions, second base, first base, and DH as areas where we could improve our team, I think the industry looked at it the same way. So we had representatives who had players who played those three positions calling us pretty aggressively because they see us as a playoff contending team. They see us as a team that has a lot of upside with our young players. And also they see us as having a team that has the at-bats at those positions. So I would give credit to a little bit on the agent side here. Bryce Dixon's his agent. He did a great GM job giving credit on the agent side. He did a great job of coming to us and identifying the fit with us as we did with him. Uh, but Nelson Cruz was our number one target to fill those DH uh, at bats. His his projections offensively, even though he is 38 years old, are still extremely robust. I think we looked at it last two years. We we may have had the most different players hit third or fourth in an order of any team in the game. Certainly, team a team that was trying to contend. We're going to be able to anchor the middle of the order with a guy like Nelson Cruz. I think that decongests the rest of the lineup, stretches it out, and also allows for some of the young guys to matriculate into the middle of the order rather than being thrust there. Yeah, you had one guy last year hitting all nine spots in the order, which is uh, fairly unusual. Let's shift quickly to pitching. There's still some pitching out there, and it's kind of a goofy pitching market. Uh, the idea of a closer and how valuable a tried-and-true ninth-inning, one-inning closer that's up for debate, and that's always going to be a great, pleasant conversation. You have a mitigating factor of a new manager, a pitching coach who's never been in a big league dugout. Uh, how do you guys look at that debate with those factors also being part of it? I, I think we all talk and trumpet the, the accolades of having the closer by committee, but in practice, usually you do that when you don't have one guy who's capable of anchoring the position. And, and so we, we see a lot of guys on our roster right now that we think can mature into being a closer down the road. For that reason, I don't think we would look to sign somebody to an extension, to a very long deal to block those guys' progress. But I do think we see a merit in walking into the season with somebody who can eat up saves at least for the, through the first part of the season, allow for those guys to develop on a little bit of an easier track, and then evolve into that role so, somewhat similar to what we did last year. I mean, that was the vision when we signed Fernando Rodney. We believed strongly he was going to at least be our closer for the first half of the year, proved to be that up until the trading deadline. Had a great season. We were able to trade him to the Oakland Athletics, where he continued on a playoff run. I think we'll be looking to sign somebody similarly this year who can help shoulder the load early, may yield the position by season's end, also maybe they're wire to wire if the season goes as we hope. Last question for you, Thad, and we appreciate you joining us here as we kick off 2019 on the Twins Hot Stove Show. Uh, before the break, Rocco Baldelli's world tour, he was going to be in Georgia to see Byron. He was heading down to the Dominican Republic. How, how did the travels go? 
You know, I, I, I hearing back from both the players and from Rocco and from some of the agents at this point, I think it was a very unique trip. He he made a big effort to go out and see two of our pro- most prominent players in Byron Buxton and Miguel Snow. And I think it was a very personal conversation he had with both guys. It was the start of a relationship. You know, you, you have to build that trust so that when you're in the heat of the battle, I think they know they can rely on Rocco. So I think that's what it was. It was more getting to know the human beings, less, you know, honing the baseball skills. But certainly both players' account of it was that they never had a big league coach, let alone manager, come and visit them kind of on their home turf. I think they were ecstatic to meet him, and I think they you know, really saw into this guy's heart. This was part of the reason we, we hired Rocco Baldelli, because we believed he could connect to guys' hearts and heads alike. I think this was a heart outreach, and I think it really uh, sung to his praises as to the efforts he made and the open mind of both those players and where their heads are right now to bounce back in 2019. Sounds good. That uh, Thad Levine, Twins general manager. We're going to hear more from his most recent addition. That, of course, Nelson Cruz. When we return, maybe dig a little bit into that Nelson Cruz basketball background right here on the Twins Hot Stove Show in your home for Twins Baseball. Dave Lee, tomorrow at 6. Twins Baseball Now. News Talk 830 WCCO. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's our first uh, episode here in 2019. Hope everybody had a great holiday and everybody is warming up across Twins territory or wherever you might be joining us today, whether you podcasted us, Facebook Live, or if, like Nelson Cruz, you are on a gorgeous beach in the Dominican Republic. And, Nelson, we're going to wrap up with what we call three cuts. It's three quick questions uh, of varying topics kind of away from the game. And we started our conversation today by playing one of your longest home runs. That was off Tyler Duffy. Now, you have tormented Twins pitching in your career, so it's only fitting that you also hit your first Major League home run at the Metrodome against the Twins. Willie Ayer gave up that home run. And my question to you is, do you still have that ball, and what did you do with it? (laughs) Yeah, it's very funny. I was talking to Dad um, when I went to Minnesota to do the physical a few days ago, and I was telling him that I hit my first home run there. Um, and I still have that baseball in my house. Uh, I guess you never forget your first one. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the highlights in my career, you know? Yeah, there's been more to come. You've had plenty since then and hopefully a whole lot more in Minnesota. Now, number two, we mentioned basketball, and Fad talked a little bit about it. You were a member of the Dominican Republic Junior National Team. Uh, you were 23, uh, like Michael Jordan. Uh, what was your game like? As a basketball player, were you a power guy? Were you a a guy who could who could hit from from deep? Did you like to get up and down? Were you a leaper? Describe, give us a scouting report of Nelson Cruz, basketball player. <laughs> I was a power guy. I mean, I never shoot from the outside. You know, I always want to rebound and shoot from there close as I came. I wasn't that good going uh, on the tree line. So um, I, I have a feeling you could still get some guy. rebounds. I wasn't that big either. So I don't think it will work out with the NBA right now. So now, if you height. if you were as big then as you are now, I have a feeling you could carve out some space under the under the backboard, though. I can do some damage. Um, I used to do some damage. Um, <laughs> I tried to stay away from basketball, even if I really like it a lot. Um, actually, the day that I went to do the physical, um, the Timberwolves were playing, and I almost went to the game, but I was really tired, so I decided to stay in bed. Well, you know, when, we had the meeting also. So, when you guys opened here last year, and we had the off day, your broadcast team—Dave Sims and and Rick Riz—they all went and played basketball, and they all ended up getting hurt and having surgery. So it's probably good 
that you didn't play. Uh, and, and I want to stay on, on that track with our final question. Dave Sims, fine TV broadcaster. He is the guy who anointed you with what I think is maybe the coolest ongoing nickname in the game, Boomstick. And it is a fantastic nickname. Uh, and what is the history of that, and how do you feel about it? Well, um, I did a commercial for the 2K, the MLB uh, baseball game, in yeah. 2019. And uh, it was me and Andrew Belly. Andrew Belly wins the Rookie of the Year that year, 2009. We did a commercial. On the commercial, I was riding myself hitting homers against Andrew Belly. And uh, in the commercial, I called my, my bat the boomstick for the commercial. <laughs> pretty, so pretty after good. that, everywhere I go, um, fans ask me about the boomstick. Do you brought the boomstick? Yes, we boomstick with you. Hit it with the boomstick. So I wasn't trying to get that nickname, but I guess the fans like it, and uh, I, I also like it. Yeah, I think you're stuck with it, so uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure when you get off the beach, you bring that boomstick with you when you come to Minnesota. How about that? I will. It should be a, should be a few boomsticks up there. <laughs> Nelson, we appreciate your time. Get back with your family and enjoy your time there in the Dominican. Welcome again to Twins Territory, and we appreciate your, your gracious time here on our program today. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Nelson Cruz. Our thanks to Nelson Cruz. Also, our thanks to Thad Levine. Uh, and uh, the boomstick coming to Minnesota, obviously the big story in Twins territory today. This has been another edition of the Hot Stove Show. We couldn't do it without you. Couldn't do it without Killebrew Root Beer made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. A reminder to participate in our What's Brewing competition between now and next Wednesday when we'll award another Killebrew Root Beer prize pack. We'll see you right here on the Twins Hot Stove Show again next week on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.